Welcome to the One Hope Church podcast, where we believe Jesus is our one hope for a better life and a better world. We hope this message encourages you. Amen. All right. Good morning. Did you guys take advantage of the extra hour of sleep? Who here, you took advantage of it? Did you do it? You did it? Yes. This fall one, I mean, it's a beautiful gift right before Christmas, but uh, I took advantage of it. I'm excited about it. But speaking of sleep, the Moore family, we've got a dog, all right? Carter is a little 13-pound combination chihuahua terrier. This is Carter's favorite hat right here. Carter loves that hat. No, I don't think he does love it, but I just think Carter's cute. This is our dog, and, and we love Carter, and Carter loves us. But even as I say we love Carter, Carter also drives me crazy. All right. When we got Carter a couple years ago, Amber decided that how we were going to train Carter for his bathroom duties was to use the bell kind of training. Anybody ever use bells to train their, do I got a couple? What it is, you put just a bell on a door, two bells on a door, and anytime Carter has to go outside, he walks up and he just uses his nose, rings the bell, and we let him outside. It sounds cute. It sounds great. It worked perfectly, almost too perfectly, because these bells sometimes drive me nuts, all right? In a couple ways. One is sometimes Carter gets a little aggressive. Carter may be a little 13 pound thing, but sometimes he gets to the door and he uses that nose and just slings them around. I'm like, bro, I get it. You gotta go outside. You got things you gotta do, but let's bring it down a level, all right? But the time that really drives me crazy with these bells is at 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning, I'm sleeping. Life is good. And then the bells. The bells ring, and, 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 and I'm tired at 2.30 in the morning, right? Like, it's 2.30. Hear these bells. This is when Carter and I are not at our best. This is when I don't know if I love Carter as much as I do during the day. Because this is when I get a little more, uh, my motion show, maybe frustration. You know, I get up and I may fling off the blankets. I don't know, I'm half asleep. I may stomp to the door like, Carter, are you kidding me? I open the door and then I just wait impatiently, right? Like I just wait impatiently for him to come back in. Well, this happens about every night. Here's the funny thing. It did not happen last night. And I swear, Carter knew I knew I was going to talk about him. And like he's on his best behavior. Like maybe this dog is smarter than I give him credit. But he did not do it last night. But I was standing at the door. And I'm thinking, is this not a good picture of what life kind of looks like right now and how people are responding to life? Because wouldn't you say me in that moment is a picture of how we all feel? Like a universal word could be tired. Now that could be emotionally tired, physically tired, 
mentally tired, like spiritually tired? Like, wouldn't this be how we could describe ourselves that we're tired and we don't know how much else we have to give? And when we're tired, all of our emotions end up being all over the place. When we're tired, we don't, we're not at our best in the decisions that we're making. When we're tired, we're not always as in tune or in rhythm with God. We're tired of people and we're tired of situations. This is what a lot of people feel. And when we're tired, our emotions, our decisions, our reactions, who we are is not always on point, right? We're not always the people that we know we should be. And when we're tired, we end up living a little more raw, a little more unfiltered, a little more unhealthy, a little more unrestrained, a little more undisciplined version of ourselves, And I want you to think about that as we transition into our second to last week of this This or That series. Because This or That has been been about choices, right? This or That has been about we have choices every day in life to make. Every day we have a chance to decide who we were who we are going to be with the things that come our way. But when we are tired, there it is, when we're tired, oftentimes what we see is we begin to live out what Paul talked about in Galatians chapter five. What we end up seeing in our lives when we're more worn is we begin to live out of the flesh versus the spirit. What we begin to do is live out, as Paul says, we're living out of the flesh, out of ourselves, out of our own instincts, out of our own brokenness, versus the Holy Spirit that's been given to live out the victory that Jesus has promised us. And so we have this week, and we have next week, until we begin something new, a new conversation. My hope has been, my prayer has been that we would be a people that would look at Paul's letter to the Galatians and we would take it seriously. My hope has been that we look at this letter and we'll own the truth of our lives, that we often get tired, and when we're tired, we need something greater in our lives to help us through whatever is coming at us. I'm hoping that we'll be honest that in ourselves, we are not enough, and that's okay. It's okay because this is what God already knows, Jesus knew. That's why when he left the earth, he said, I'm sending you something. I'm sending you someone that's going to help you navigate life. The Holy Spirit is going to be exactly what you need to accomplish everything I've called you to, even when you're tired. So I want us to think about that. I want us to think about that as we go to our next Galatians 5 work of the Spirit that he wants to produce something in us. And so as you're going maybe to Galatians 5, you know what we have to do though, right? We gotta play a little this or that. We've only got two weeks. I know you're gonna miss this. 
all right? So this is your first week here. Know that every week we play a little this or that. If you're online, you can play along with us, okay? Because this or that, just going along with the, the social media trend, you have to choose one of two things. And what this does is just remind us that life is full of choices. We've got to choose who we're going to be. We're going to be in the flesh or in the spirit. We're going to follow God. We're going to follow ourselves. All these choices we've got to make every day, but we have a little fun with this. So what you do if you're online is you just, you type it in. If you're in the room, you got to raise your hand. But Everybody's got to do it, all right? You got to play along, okay? I just got three of them, this or that. Here's our first one. Last night, eh, wasn't the most fun game to watch if you're an Alabama fan, but maybe you had some pizza, all right? You had some pizza, you're enjoying some pizza, but you had some pizza leftovers, and after the game, you put the pizza in the fridge. You wake up this morning, still got a little new craving for pizza, but do you want that pizza cold? Or do you want that pizza hot? My daughter and I completely disagree on how to choose how to eat this leftover pizza. Who here, you like it cold? Your leftover pizza, who likes it cold? Yeah, you can eat it with my daughter. You're just wrong. Who likes it hot? Who likes it? Come on, this, what is wrong with you cold people? I look at her and go, that is so gross. But that's why she wants it. So, okay, this or that, you know what you want, your pizza. Okay. This week, there was much more um, sugar intake, right? I know in your homes, you had more sugar intake because of what's laying around. Well, I'm going to break down um, those, those, those sugar uh, beautiful things that we're able to take in this week into two categories, chocolate and the rest of the candy, okay? The chocolate and the rest. If you have to choose this or that, who's choosing the chocolate? Okay. Who's choosing the rest of the candy, the other options? Okay. See, so we got splits. Okay, last one. And this one's completely random. I don't even know I'm asking it, but I saw it this week and I'm like, I really want to know. Let's say you got to go on an adventurous trip. Not everybody's adventurous, not everybody's risk takers, but I just want to know what you choose. You have to choose one or the other. You're going on a trip and everybody's doing something really adventurous. You have to choose between skydiving or scuba diving. You got to choose one. Who's going skydiving? I like that. I'm surprised. Really? Okay, who's going scuba diving? Okay. I expect we are much more split than I thought. That's really good. Okay, so so that would be fun. But those are this or that's for this week. No divorces last week for my this or that's. If you're here, you know what I was talking about. We stayed pretty clean with that. But let's go, Galatians 5. Let's get on a run here for the next work of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit. And we've been down these roads. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. Today, gentleness. The Holy Spirit wants to produce a gentleness in you in how you engage with the world and the people in it. Now, my question is this. When I say the word gentle or gentleness, what comes to your mind? What you think maybe is in scripture, what I'm going to speak about, what comes to your mind? Would words like soft, would words like mild or weak or quiet or pushover or doormat, do any of these words pop up? What do you think about when I say the word gentle? 
I'm going to be honest, this week I get this, I start on Monday and I begin praying, I begin researching, I begin going down the path of what I'm going to speak Sunday morning, and I get to gentle, I know it's coming, but I'm not sure how I'm going to bring it to you, how I'm going to bring this word that has connotations to it in our culture that maybe doesn't excite people, how do I talk about something that brings value to your life? But I think then as I'm praying and as I'm just, I'm just kind of meditating on it, I think God brings me to a very famous text in the New Testament, okay? Brings me to a text and because of my trip to Israel, I get to picture it. I'm on the side of a mountain and the lake, the water's in front of me and there's Jesus teaching to a big group of people and he's preaching what we call the Beatitudes, And what we see in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, this is what he says. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now, why did this portion of scripture grab my attention? Why did I think about it? Because the word gentle, as you can see, is nowhere to be found in this sentence. But as I begin to look around, as I begin to see, okay, what's going on here? I see that the word Uh, that they use for meek, and the word that is used in Galatians 23 for gentleness, they have the same word essence. So I'm like, okay, let me go down this path. Let, Let me see what's going on here. And I begin to read in other translations. The NASB, listen to what it says. Blessed are the gentle. There it is. Blessed are the gentle for they will inherit the earth. And what I realized is that the word in Matthew 5 and the word in Galatians 23 are a variation of the same word, and what this word is, is praus. P-R-A-U-S, praus. And this word ended up being a new word for me, and so I began to see what was behind this word, And I asked you earlier, what would you think first when I say the word gentleness? What comes to your mind? Well, in the context of Jesus' teaching, in the context of Paul's teaching, what I found is, it's nothing like the words that I spoke earlier. Many people argue that this word praus is associated with Greek military, Many people argue that the context that Paul would have written in, the Greek culture that they would have known, is that there was Greek military associated with it. And so let me read to you what other people have written about this word that we see in Galatians chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 5. The word praus, it says, comes from an ancient military training. The Greek army would find the wildest horses in the mountains and bring them in. After months of training, they sorted the horses into categories. Some were discarded, others were put into ordinary duty. Some, when a horse passed the conditioning required for service, it was now stated as being prowse. Okay? Second writing that I found. The Greek word prowse was used to define a horse, here we are again, trained for battle. Wild stallions were brought down from the mountains and broken for riding. Some were used to pull wagons, some were raced, and the best were trained for warfare. They were retained with their fierce spirit, courage, and power. 
but were disciplined to respond to the slightest nudge or pressure of the rider's legs. Listen, they could gallop into battle at 35 miles an hour and come to a sliding stop at a word. They were not frightened by arrows, spears, or tortures, uh, torches. Then they were said to be meek or gentle. To be gentle or meek was to be taken from a state of wild rebellion and made completely loyal and dependent upon one's master. Do you get the picture? Reading these things, do you get the picture? Is this what you thought about when you see Jesus teaching about gentleness? What you thought about when I said this week the fruit of the Spirit was going to be gentleness? See, what I see when I read this is that gentleness is not about being soft. What I read is gentleness is not about like suppressing your strengths. What I read about here doesn't lead to gentleness being about being a pushover or quiet. It's not about like cowering down or, or becoming like this something that just nobody notices. That's not what is happening here. To be gentle is to have a focused restraint, a focused restrained power in how you go about life. To be gentle is to have the ability to navigate life in the wirings that God has given you, but also to be disciplined or to restrain a powerful focus about the task at hand that you've been given. Can I read it again? This is how they wrote about these wild stallions. They retained their fierce spirit, courage, and power but were disciplined to respond to the slightest nudge or pressure of the rider's leg. See, it was taken, it was to be taken from a state of wild rebellion and made completely loyal to and dependent upon one's master. Whatever the master needed, that once wild stallion would now be prepared to follow and to be able to live in, to have the discipline and restraint. See, when Paul's talking about what the Holy Spirit wants to produce in us, to live in Holy Spirit gentleness means how you respond to life is not like a wild stallion, but a trained and disciplined one. Disciplined to know what to do and when to do it based on the master's desire. And this reminded me of what Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah is speaking to the Jewish people. God is trying to do something in Jerusalem. He's bringing refinement. He's growing them up. He's developing them. And this is what he says. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is what I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to produce a powerful and disciplined follower of Jesus ready for battle. 
the work of the Holy Spirit that Paul is talking about is that the Holy Spirit wants to produce a powerful and disciplined follower of Jesus that is going to be ready for battle whatever they're called to do. Not a follower of Jesus that is wild and erratic and you never know what you're gonna get from them. Now in complete honesty, this word, this concept was new to me this week. Like, I hope that's okay that even as your pastor, I'm still learning as I go here. Like God is still growing and developing me in this concept. But as I began to look at this, as I began to grow in this, I'm also looking at my life going, Scott, how is this played out in you? That's the first question I have to ask is, okay, I see maybe what Paul's trying to develop. So Scott, what's the truth about your life? Is this seen in your life? Do I live in a, in a humble, focused, disciplined way in following Jesus or not? Is it this or that situation? Is this who I am or am I more wild and erratic and, and untamed and unrestrained? Who am I? And so I begin to look at my life and then I begin to ask the question, what does this look like? And my first, my first view is going to be what does this look like in Jesus. Because as you know here, we're always trying to do two things. We're trying to help people discover their one hope is always in Jesus for everything. And then also we're trying to help you become more like Jesus every day. So when I see a concept in scripture, I want to look and say, how do I see this in Jesus? Because I want to follow that example. And what I see is Jesus is strong and passionate, but also purposeful in how he made his decisions how he engaged with the world. And so what I see is I see Jesus flipping tables in righteous anger because of how people were taking advantage of those trying to worship God. I see this powerful Jesus in righteous anger, but then I also see Jesus stopping and letting children sit on his lap when the disciples say, we don't have time for this, this isn't worth it. I see Jesus show compassion for sinners while speaking powerful truth to the self-righteous. I see Jesus carry himself with, with confidence and authority as he speaks to the masses, but then I see him get whipped, beaten, put on a cross, dying, but also forgiving the ones that did it to him. I see Jesus living in his God-given power, but also disciplined to the live the life that he's called to. I see Jesus as a powerful stallion. To use that analogy of our read, Jesus as a powerful stallion that could be sent into war, but also in submission to the Father. Jesus knew what was needed from him depending on the time and context he was in. And I think Jesus gives us this example of what Paul says, this is what the Holy Spirit wants to develop in us. Remembering, y'all, when Paul says, here the fruit of the Spirit, these aren't things we get to pick and choose. You know that, right? He's saying, I want to develop all these things in you. And I think 
what we have to understand is this component of our life is something that is non-negotiable the Holy Spirit wants to produce in us. So I see it in Jesus. But I understand also that sometimes when we only point to Jesus, that can seem like it's above us because how am I supposed to play this out? Like I'm not Jesus. And so sometimes we want to see how this is relatable in a regular person. Like when you see this in somebody, you go, oh, maybe that's how it can play out. So maybe not just look at the life of Jesus, but I see this play out so specifically in the life of one of his followers, Peter. So what I see in Peter, Peter is the definition of a wild stallion, okay? When I look at the life of Peter, when Jesus calls him from being a fisherman to being his follower, I see the definition of what the Greek military did with these wild stallions. I see that in Peter's life. Because when he was called, he was anything but refined. He's uneducated, he's a fisherman, he's just a common man. And what I see in Peter is he can be passionate, but also abrasive. He can be high energy, but also self-focused. He can be a hard worker, but also arrogant and aggressive and way too opinionated. Peter's got these characteristics that, that are great, but also very, very wild. So what we have is, if you know Peter's story, you have all these moments where Jesus is constantly needing, consistently needing to refine who Peter is. You look at Peter's life and he cuts the ear off of the soldier that's trying to arrest Jesus. Great intentions, but wild execution. I see Jesus having to put Peter in his place and being like, Satan, get behind me, when Peter's like, you can't wash my feet. I'm not gonna let you wash my feet. And Jesus is like, I get it but you're missing it. I see Peter dropping his nets. The moment Jesus shows him what was on the other side of the boat, he puts the nets and all the fish are, are shown. He's like, you are the master. You are the one we've been waiting for. And Peter drops everything to follow him. But then I also see Peter, when he's put on the spot, he betrays Jesus. Like Peter has these incredible qualities, incredible intentions, but also can be wildly erratic. But then the Holy Spirit comes. And this is the essence of what Paul's saying, Galatians 5. The Holy Spirit comes. And what we see after the Holy Spirit does a work in Peter is we see him preaching to the masses. And one of the greatest messages in the clarity of who Jesus is and thousands of people give their life. That's who Peter is after the Holy Spirit. I see Peter, he being used to heal people even as he walks by them. Scripture says his shadow alone is healing people. This is how God is using him. I see Peter being so focused on the mission, so 
locked in, so disciplined in what he needs to do, even to the point of being a martyr, even to the point of death. This is who I see Peter is after he has the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. See, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter is transformed from being a powerful but wild stallion into a war horse ready for the battle that Jesus has called him to. This is what we see happen in people's lives. This is a definition right in front of us of when Paul says the work of the Spirit, the the fruit of the Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you who are followers of him. You can be transformed from a wild but powerful, a wild and powerful stallion to a war horse focused on the battle that he's given us and how to live our life because Peter's story is our story. Peter's story is our story. God has given you some incredible gifts. Own this about your life. God has given you some incredible gifts. God has wired you some in amazing ways, but we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the development of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to grow in us what God already put us there, especially when we're tired. Especially when we feel like we don't have much else to give. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. See, I want to remind you that God wants to retain your fierce spirit, your power, your courage. But he also wants us to be disciplined to even a nudge of him would change the direction that we go in life. He wants us to be taken from being a wild stallion to be someone who is completely loyal to and dependent on the master's direction. Can you see how this would play out in your life? God does not want you to suppress the gifts that he's given you. God does not, I don't believe, want you to shrink down from who you are. He wants us just to be that stallion that lives in that courage and that power. Be willing to stop and change directions based upon the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be completely loyal to his direction and his authority. And so how does this play out in your homes, dads, moms? God has given you an authority, a position in your home. Husbands, wives, God has given you a position in your home. He wants you to be who you are, created to be. Live out the qualities that he's put in you but also to live under his authority and direction as you live those out in your home. In school, if you're a student, God has given you giftings and wirings and qualities that need to be lived out, but he also needs them to be under the discipline of the Holy Spirit in how you engage with other people. At work, 
use everything that God has given you to live out the tasks and the difficulties and the expectations and everything that goes with work, but under the influence and the direction of the Holy Spirit so you can live disciplined, still powerfully in your giftings, but disciplined under the Spirit. When you're engaging just with people every day, that's in person or online. Be passionate about what you're passionate about, that God has given you to care about. But be under the direction of the Spirit in what you say, how you handle conflict, how you handle frustration, how you handle people that are against you or believe something different than you. How we engage with people, we do not need to suppress our passions, but we need to leave under the authority in how we walk out those passions. Every facet of your life, God does not want to push you down. This is the problem with, I think, oftentimes the picture of being a Christian and specifically talking about gentleness. There's this image of like, when I become a Christian, I've got to like become something totally different because who I am is not good. You are created by God with specific things in your life that were just for you. To say you have to change everything pushes back against, denies the truth that you are created by God, for God, in the image of God. It's not about just suppressing or throwing away. It's about the Holy Spirit coming in and saying, I want to bring maybe a wild version of you under discipline to get the best out of everything that God wanted to create and do through you. Because sometimes, And maybe even in a season right now where tired can be a word we'd use is we don't show our best version of ourselves. And maybe it's we need to have the Holy Spirit to come in and say, I need you in my life. I need you to help me. I need you to be my strength. I need you to, let me, to help me be greater than I am in myself because I'm struggling right now. That maybe we're building our life on on what we see in Jesus, what he did through Peter, that, that, that what the Holy Spirit has promised it will do in and through our lives, that people need to see not a wild and erratic follower of Jesus, but a powerfully convicted, a powerfully created, a passionate follower of Jesus that also there is evidence that the Holy Spirit is growing and developing in us a discipline in how we walk out this life. So here's how I want you to walk home today, walk away with and walk home or whatever you're gonna do, is you're gonna have lots of this or that choices this week. How you respond to life how you respond to your family, how you respond to your coworkers, how, do you, how you respond to friends, how you respond to situations. My challenge is, will you be passionate about life, but also passionate about falling under the direction and authority of the Holy Spirit 
in how God has called you, how Jesus has shown you, how what we see, how Peter grew and developed himself, would that be our story? And at the end of the day, people will look at you and go, there's something really special about that person. And I'll tell you, it's not you that's special. It's this work of the Spirit coming to life. And people go, there's something there. And you don't know what conversations you'll have. You don't know how you'll be an inspiration to others. You don't know all that God can do in and through you until you come under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And so that's my challenge today. So we're gonna finish in worship as we always do. What I would love for you to do is to take this letter from Paul seriously. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Will there be evidence of this in your life the way Paul and Jesus talked about it? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I ask for a powerful conviction in our life. I ask you to bring clarity in our life of how we are being undisciplined, unrestrained, unfiltered. God, that we are not being the representatives of how you asked your son, Jesus, to live in this world. God, that I want my life to be growing and being built on something greater than myself. And honestly, God, you are so patient with me as I develop this. And God, I just pray you bring some conviction in us and that the fruit of gentleness would be evident. And that the world could see someone who follows Jesus, that the work of the Holy Spirit is something real. And may we, may we be a picture, be a picture for those around us of how great you are. It's your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Hope Church. If you liked this message and would like to hear more, check out our website at ouronehope.com for message archives, service times, and more information on how you can get connected. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.